It's been a week, that's for sure. Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. I am one of your hosts, the Hot Take Kid, Phil Gentile, here in the Jimmy's Seafood Studios. Thank you guys for joining us. We have probably a, our most jam-packed show we've ever had, uh, so we hope you're ready. We hope you're ready to be entertained and take your mind off of what's going on in the world. I have the always lovely Sheena Phelps, the Queen of Pod style on the line. What's up, Sheena? Same old, same old over here, dude. Still quarantine and, and chill. Well, not really much. Not, not, not much chill, but, you know, still a quarantine. A lot of quarantine. More quarantine. Yeah. 10, 10% chill, 90% quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Marco, it's National Horny Day. Made me think of you. Uh, cause I'm, I'm horny for you, man. Cause you're like, you're like the guy that's always there for me. So what's I up, mean, dude? Tec- technically, yeah, I am. I mean, I'll take that. I'll take that mantle Yeah, and I'll be yeah. the, I'll be that, uh, I'll be that spot in your brain where if you need some, uh, you know, some, some I, I don't even want to say go, yeah, don't, go gonna gonna stop. don't go any further. I'm going to stop. Yeah. We missed, it's uh, too early. It's a, too early to do was it. Was it a couple weeks ago that we missed episode 69 and then we, in our group chat, we were all like super pissed off that none of us mentioned it. So yeah, yeah. we all have like the mind of a fifth grader and I cannot <laughs> believe we, we let episode 69 go by without making a single innuendo. I was very disappointed. <laughs> disappointed in us yeah we, we can we'll do better going forward you know yes episode 690 or something we'll do something special um so yeah jam-packed show here folks again thank you for listening uh not the uh the most exciting week uh, of news a lot of it a little uh downtrodden but we're gonna get you through it uh we have some inside the squared circle news uh from raw and smackdown and uh the wednesday night wars and then we'll get outside the squared circle with a a bunch of news a lot of wrestlers uh looking for new homes uh, a couple bits of figure news and uh a lot of stuff on our patreon group so let's get into it let's let's start it off here let's get the plug skis out of the way first off if you want to purchase our t-shirts you can you can do that at pro wrestling slash chick foley uh they do sales every every now and then they just finished up a big one uh, but uh, check it out. We have a bunch of new designs. I think we have seven or eight designs up there as of right now. I just made that number up uh, right now. That's probably not correct. I think we have like five or six designs. But uh, Sheena, you just sent out a shirt. Do we want to do an, announce this on the show because he's probably going to listen? Did you tell him he's going to send you? You're going to send him a shirt? I did. I did. Our friend Raw is Ryan. Um, Ryan Ferguson. I hit him up and I told him, you know, he's he's been having, you know, a, a rough year as as all of us are, but he's actually been, you know, sorry, I got I got the future women's champion here with me, but um, he's had a really rough go at it. So I thought I would brighten his day, and I sent him a new in your house Chick Foley show T-shirt. It's one of my favorite designs that we've had. It's that sky blue. It's so so pretty. If you haven't seen it, definitely go to the Pro Wrestling Tee Shop and check it out. But I did hook up our friend Ryan with one, and I got him that super soft upgrade. Very nice. Yeah, Marco, you modeled that shirt on your Instagram. That's a badass shirt. So uh, definitely check that out. And um, we appreciate uh, we appreciate Ryan. We appreciate all the, everyone that's bought a shirt from us. If you go on there, definitely search for um, your favorite wrestler. I mean, Pro Wrestling Tees is the number one place to go for any wrestling-related merchandise. And a bunch of the folks that are now out of a job have, have, have new gear posted on there. So support your favorite pro wrestler that's up on that website. Uh, that money goes to them. And uh, I'm sure they will appreciate that. You can follow Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can follow our Twitter, which I run at Chick Foley Show on Twitter. And you can follow Marco at Inglorious Gent on Twitter. 
Uh, any questions you have for the show, you can shoot us a DM at those uh, outlets, or you can shoot it to ask at chickfoleyshow.com. Don't have the ask at chickfoleyshow.com up yet, but we will get that up hopefully soon. And ladies, you can send your photos there. Um, and of course, our Patreon page, it's chickfoleyshow.com. We have a bunch of new Patreon subscribers we'll get to a little bit later in the show. But uh, we just had our first ever, Marco, Foley Family Happy Hour via Zoom. And oh, yeah. uh, I didn't know what to expect. I had never used Zoom before. But uh, man, it was it was pretty freaking fun. I had to go upstairs and, and entertain the wife. I came back down after she fell asleep on the couch. And you motherfuckers are still talking it like... The happy hour went like uh went like a WrestleMania happy hour. <laughs> yeah, we're marathon men. We have to like we have to keep it going. Just because one person drops out, you can't just stop the party. The party keeps on going. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, no, it was a great time. I, I first time seeing a lot of a lot of people, so that was really awesome. Um, and it wasn't even like awkward either. Everyone just like jumped right in, and started talking like we were. All like best friends yeah. for like years. That was the thing I noticed. Insane. I noticed the the first like because none of us have met. I mean, me, you, and Sheena have never met in person, much less any of our uh, our our Patreon subscribers. But I mean, yeah, we interact with them every single day on our Facebook page, and it was like you know talking to some old friends. It was fun. Uh, from Kenny to Bob to Tom, uh, everybody in between. There was a ton of people in there. I think we had at one point nine or ten people uh, chatting at once, which is probably the most to have, just because it, it becomes like you know. You don't know who's going to talk first. TJ McHugh, our good buddy, was in there as well. Uh, so it's a, it's a good time. We're actually going to do, at the end of this month, I think we talked about uh, the, the last Monday or Tuesday of the month. I'll get the date next week. Uh, Tom Sliney is going to do a wrestling trivia contest. Uh, everyone is going to be eligible uh, uh, from the Patreon subscribers. And uh, we'll do that there, and we'll find some cool prizes and stuff. Tom will host it, and uh, that'll be pretty fun, man. I think uh, in this new digital age with uh, not being able to uh, go outside and interact with people, this is the next best thing. So uh, definitely, if you haven't used Zoom, definitely check it out. If you have any family members you haven't talked to in a while, not not that Zoom is paying us to say that, but uh, it's a pretty cool platform. <laughs> uh, they came along right at the right time, man. I mean, we use Skype here to do our show, but... Uh, uh, you, you haven't heard anything about Skype. I wish I would have bought Zoom stock like uh, four weeks ago. That's for sure. And it's it's so funny to me that Zoom is so new to so many people because I use Zoom every single week, like you know, um, for like remote like work and team calls and stuff like that. And it's funny now. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, Zoom!" And I'm like, "Oh my!" It's just funny because I've been using Zoom for for years now. Oh, you you're like the person that knows the band before they become big, and you're like, "Oh yeah, oh, I'm, I know I'm all a their Zoom songs. hipster." Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm actually about to jump onto a different um you know communication site because everybody's on <laughs> Zoom now. Big, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's getting too big. I'm not a fan, so I'm gonna find a, a new wow. smaller I, niche niche yeah. communication. Very nice. So uh, yeah, we have that coming up on the Patreon page. Also this weekend. Myself and uh, Mike Lanham are going to record our Hasbro Fantasy Fig Fed draft where uh, me and Mike are going to draft completely different uh, teams uh, of Hasbro figures. And then we're going to put together a pay-per-view with uh, whatever uh, wrestlers that we we draft. So that'll be pretty fun. And uh, me and Tom Sliney are going to do a Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair watch along uh, for the WrestleMania match so you guys can... Uh, both of you can join into that if you are free. I don't know what time of the weekend we're going to do that, but uh, I got nothing but time uh, this yeah. weekend because there's nothing <laughs> going on. So might as well uh, crank out some cool content for our Patreon subscribers. Starts at a dollar a month. So, you know, 
definitely hook it up. I mean, $12 a year, that's like two cups of coffee, and, and you're going to get uh, uh, able to buy and sell and trade figures with the 140-plus uh, the folks that we have in our group, which is pretty awesome. So definitely check it out, chickfolioshow.com. Marco, before we get into the biggest news of the week, let's get inside the squared circle. This is sponsored in part by Chalkline. Use code CHICK, C-H-I-C-K, for 15% off of your order there. Uh, I don't want to go too in-depth with some of these shows because we have a lot to talk about, but let's get into uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW. Let's maybe talk about the the top two or three, four things that that happened over the last week of wrestling. Yeah, so we had the uh, Forgotten Sons made their uh, debut on SmackDown Friday night. Um, that was actually happening while we were at on our Zoom, <laughs> uh, yeah. so we didn't get to. I seen that after the fact. Um, Sheamus made his return as well uh, to TV. Um, Sheamus, Tamina, has, Sheamus hasn't wrestled since he did, did those promos like a month or two ago. Pretty much, yeah. That was like the he was like gone. He he like beat up Gable for like. A month and then he disappeared. Wow! Yeah, he was he was making back. his comeback right as uh, as coronavirus was making its comeback. So you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's actually around the same time too. Um, yeah, it looks like Tamina is going for the Sm- the SmackDown Women's Title, which is pretty interesting. Um, well, I mean, it, at this point, I feel like it, it's it's as interesting as what's who's actually the champion. So, you know, any, anything is a better change, I'm assuming. That's true. Very true. Um, and then the last part of the uh, SmackDown would be uh, Bray Wyatt uh, going back after the uh, his uh, his championship. So he's going after uh, Braun Strowman. So that that everyone's actually saying that that should be an extra like a really good storyline being that. Obviously, Bronstrom was a part of the Y family, and they could do a lot of things with that. We'll see what happens, depending on what <laughs> happened this past week with stuff. So, um. yeah, I think it could be good too, just because of the history. But I also feel like they're already kind of going in a um, in a weird direction with like having Braun kind of like make fun and poke fun and mock the fiend you know what i mean he was like going bye you know yeah, and i'm yeah. like mm, that's not a good look you know what i mean like it's yeah. the same thing with um cena kind of saying you know it was husky harris i mean granted they they pulled off the firefly funhouse which was epic but before that before we knew what the firefly funhouse match was going to be when when cena said it was husky harris in a mask or whatever he said um you know i feel like it's the same thing i'm like dude don't diminish the fiend you know yeah they, they had some they when they were uh, when they all split up and they were like going at each other and um there was a part there was a time where like Bray if he ever came into contact with Braun he would like just stare him down and then he like he had like mind control over Braun like he wouldn't hurt him it was at the Survivor mm-hmm. Series match when they were on opposite sides I think uh, what was it Bray was on SmackDown and then Braun was on Raw the Raw team and they actually were in the ring together and then Bray like kind of gave him a stare down and he like backed away so I'm wondering if they're gonna like kind of bring that element back to it where he kind of like still controls Braun at some Maybe. point that'd be pretty cool um i'm torn, that, I'm, I'm torn oh. on sorry i'm torn on the whole bray wyatt thing because yeah you don't want to have him make making fun of bray wyatt but he also don't want to have like this huge dude like you know cowering and scared. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's like a it's a fine line for sure i do think yeah. it'll be a cool matchup and a cool build because both those guys are like best friends so i'm sure they're gonna mm. make each other look as good as possible but um yep. That'll that'll happen. I think at Money at the Bank, if that even happens, that was supposed to be here in Baltimore, but that that obviously is not happening. So, uh, I guess they're still going to go ahead with that pay per view. You know, again, this is day to day, week to week. So 
that that will be the next pay-per-view that comes up. So uh, that will be interesting to see if that happens. Let's move um, on to uh, move on. To we'll Raw. Head over, yeah, Raw. Uh, Raw, we have uh, Zelina Vega. Her new stable is pretty sick. I'm not sure if anyone's seen that. Um, they're calling, they're, I'm not sure if it's the actual name, but they're calling it AAA as the, um, as the name because it's Angel, Andrade, and Austin. Yeah. Austin Theory, so that's pretty sick. I'm not sure if that's the actual name they're going with, but that's what um, social media is calling them now. So, I mean, pretty excited for that. Um, yeah, I, I feel like Zelina's would... had the, the best glow up of 2020, man. Like, she she's has. really... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's gotten her, um, you know, legs underneath her. I think she's, I think she's due for a good, a good little push. And they're already putting her against, um, who is she fighting? Uh, uh, oh my Bianca? god, Bianca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that should be good. That that I think that'll really show what Selena's got because we've been able to see her, you know, on the sidelines, you know. Doing like little hurricane ranas and stuff like that, um, and you know we know she got some moves, but I'm interested to see what it looks like in the ring against somebody like Bianca Belair. You know what I mean, like one on one. Yeah. Um, Viking Raiders made their return and beat up um, said Ricochet. Um, so they they took their first loss, I believe. Like I said, I don't watch main event. They may have lost more times <laughs> than that, but uh, I'm going to say that's their first loss for me anyway. Um, and it looks like Naya and uh, Asuka are moving along in the uh, women's Money in the Bank qualifying matches. So that that's like the short the short version of Raw. I'm not sure if you want to delve into no, Naya I, and Asuka. No, but. I do not. Nope. That's the least thing I want to do right now. That's... Uh... I, I, yeah. do like, I do like that Nia, I guess, got permission from Paige to use her old uh, her finishing move, the Rampage, whatever it is. Kind of yeah. like a, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool move. I mean, it, and it works for her. She could probably do it to anybody because she's so much bigger than everybody else. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. True, true. Right. Um, NXT was pretty interesting. Um, they had um, the they had because Pete Dunn, obviously, he can't uh, be tag team partners with Matt Riddle for. For seed reasons, um, so they brought in a gentleman from uh, Evolve, and his name is Timothy Thatcher. I'm not sure if you guys ever seen him before. He's no. kind of like a, a Drew Gulak ish type of character. He's like okay. a lot of mat wrestling, a lot of technical type of stuff. Um, kind of like a like a grinder type wrestler guy. Um, but yeah, so he he kind of fit perfect with Matt Riddle, um, and they faced the Undisputed Era. But the crazy part of that match was. Um, that dude, what the heck? His uh, Dexter Loomis was just like sitting in the back, like like in the in the background watching them wrestle. Like there was like a little like like spotlight on him, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like shadowing him a little bit. But they like they're outside fighting, and then like um, Bobby Fish looks over and he like points. He's like, "What the hell?" And you just see Dexter Loomis just staring, like dead staring at both of them, like in the distance. So I'm I'm wondering if he's gonna go after Undisputed Era or something like that. I'm not sure what that's go what's going on there. Um, the other interesting thing is Finn Balor. I mean, he's facing the um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Walter soon. But so he has that feud. But yeah. for some reason, he's also feuding with Velveteen Dream on NXT. So he has two feuds going on. Uh, he took he took offense to Velveteen calling my, uh, Adam Cole the greatest NXT champion of all time. Mm, yeah. Uh, so uh, he said he wants a date. With Velveteen and Velveteen told him, "Hey, he's like, you want to pick me up at eight o'clock on Wednesday night next week because we'll nice. have a date." So, uh, 
We yeah, haven't gonna... seen Finn and Velveteen Dream in the ring together before, right? That's, no, this is the first. So. Yeah, this is yeah. the first. Yeah. Finn's, uh, but Finn's, if you see... Finn's pulling the uh, the Cody Rhodes, like doing like the like five feuds at once, you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. I <laughs> yeah, feel like I feel cool. like there's a there's a place for that. Yeah. Throw them all there. See what sticks. That's all. That's yeah. all you have to do. Um, but yeah, he um. So Velveteen, if you follow him on social media, he's a uh, he likes to take the feuds from screen onto social media. So he's been posting a, a lot of stuff about um, Finn Balor. And I did not know that he dated Kathy Kelly at I saw one point. That. Did you yeah, know? No. Oh, I, saw I didn't the know picture. that. Yeah. So he oh, you didn't, wait, picture. you didn't, who, who, um, Finn yeah. or Velveteen Finn. Dream? No, oh, I, yeah, I do. Finn did. Okay. I thought you meant yeah. Velveteen Dream. Yeah. I did know that Finn dated her. And he goes, uh, he like posted a list of his failures, which was Kathy Kelly. So it was a picture of Velveteen and Kathy Kelly together. It was like a photo shoot they did. Um, mm. So he posted that picture and then he posted the Universal <laughs> Championship. Mm. That was one of the other yeah. failures. For some reason, the demon he put up there, demon Finn Balor is a failure, apparently, as well. Wow. Um, and then uh, the, the, I forget what the other thing was, but his his next failure is going to be him losing to Velveteen, which is pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, he's going ham on uh, Twitter and IG, just making fun of Finn Balor and his failures, which is pretty cool. Um, other than that, nothing too much on NXT. Oh, Tommaso Ciampa actually got attacked by um, – they're not calling him Killer Cross. He has some other name now. Cameron, sure. Cameron, Cameron Cross. Yeah, yeah like or Cameron Car- Cross yeah. or something like that. I, yeah. I hate that they did that, but yeah. you can't. I guess Cameron you can't use Craw- Cameron Crawdad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's... a murder. Okay, so this, Tim- <laughs> Timothy, oh this Timothy Thatcher guy has like the <laughs> ultimate crazy eyes look. This guy is, yeah, he's like a strong style, like badass dude. Like, oh yeah, uh, he, he's gonna fit right in with. Uh, that that style of wrestling with uh you know replacing Pete Dunne so I guess oh, yeah, did, yeah. did all those guys have like him and Rhea Ripley do they have to fly back to their countries or do they just go home like after WrestleMania and then they can't now they can't leave what's or do we not even know the I don't I don't even know. I'm assuming, I know I know she went they, I think she went back I know Pete Dunne's stuck and uh, he can't make it into the United States at all because that's why they have Maverick will go with different partners now but. I'm not sure what the situation. I'm not sure if they actually just left and then wasn't able to get in, or they had to go back, or not. I'm not sure what that situation is. They had to read up on it. Um, um, let's move on to AEW. Yeah, um, not much going on there. They had the title match. And that's pretty much it. Jericho, do you think yeah. we're gonna have? <laughs> do you think we're gonna have double or nothing? Um, because I know they've Ooh. pre-recorded all of their their stuff for the next like few weeks, and I mean, according to them, they have enough content to go like through May. But I mean, I don't think they've pre-recorded the the pay per view. You know what I mean? So, do you think we'll even have a du- double or nothing pay per view? Yeah. What? So there was like some confusion with that. I was like, re- uh, so I'm not even sure if it actually got cleared up. So they said it was actually it was still happening right um mm-hmm. in may may 23rd i believe but then they updated it and said it's not it's everyone's getting refunded or you could use your tickets for they're moving it to next year to 2021 at the mgm grand so i'm still not sure like and then and then they like it, it was just a weird situation where they like said oh no we're still recording it but then they said no it's going to be next year but then they're thinking like oh maybe it's the double or nothing for next year right this well, year still so, like, it's not like that yeah, no, she like she. I mean, she wants to Yeah, I mean, I think they'll they'll probably still do it. They'll just record it like like in an empty 
arena. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The other side of that is like can AEW like their is it their first full year or is it are they a year and a half in or can they afford to have like a a pay per view? Like, are people going to pay fifty dollars to watch an empty arena AEW pay per view? That's amazing. well, that's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's definitely a question because yeah, it's easy to watch a um, an empty arena pay per view when you pay nine ninety nine on the network. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. you're you're already paying that, but yeah, to come out to come out of pocket fifty bucks for something like that is is asking a lot. To be quite honest, mm-hmm. I, I think they'll probably end up just releasing it maybe for free like they do like their um fight for the fallen you know what i mean maybe it maybe yeah, it'll be yeah, a yeah. free pay-per-view i don't know i mean maybe not but well, there's zero, there's zero matches announced yet so that's number one number number yeah. two number two you're right who's who's going to pay for this right now with with not knowing who's going to wrestle i mean they usually have a pretty good build for these pay-per-views because they're so far apart I'm surprised. I mean, yeah, if they're yeah. going to go on with it, why haven't they built toward any any matches? They had the Moxley and Hager match at uh, on on uh, Dynamite, right? I heard it was yeah. I heard it, was it was last night. Yeah, I, I heard it was it. awful, right? Yeah, it was pretty. I'm not sure what they were trying to do with it. It looked like they were trying to do like an MMA Ugh. style type of fight where like they were yeah. doing holds and and like just it's it, it was bad. It didn't translate well in my taste. Yeah. Obviously, uh, someone no, I've heard that from multiple people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so how, how is AEW making money right now? Because they don't have any live shows. They don't have. They don't tour. Obviously, it's they're, TV. It's TV deals, dude. I mean, they're they're yeah. getting money from from TNT. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, yeah. that's where their money's coming from. And yep. yeah, it's just it's crazy because you know you you talked about how they haven't built to anything yet, but it's so everything is so unpredictable. Like you can't put all your eggs in one basket. And, you know, build these huge, you know, uh, marquee main events for a pay-per-view and not knowing whether someone will even be able to show up, whether they'll get sick, whether they'll have yeah, to be quarantined. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. so many out outstanding factors that could really come into play there that it's like, you know, I mean, it, like like with WrestleMania, you know what I mean? Like, Roman Reigns had to, had to step down and, you know, um, Dana Brooke had to step down. There were several people that were billed for WrestleMania that just, like, all of a sudden were just like, okay, well, peace peace out, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I get that, but I don't I don't know if the TV deal is is paying all of these wrestlers for for not even like like if they're not going to have the pay per view if they're not going to have shows anymore like eventually yeah, if this true. if this goes on for another month I mean WWE has to release people what I mean well I don't know if you I don't know if you realize this or not but wrestling has been deemed an essential business in <laughs> 2020 so yeah, um, you know they can they can pretty much do whatever the hell they want I mean granted they're choosing not to because they care about their talent and they care about you know their their well-being and stuff but yeah I mean if if AEW wanted to roll out and do do shows and record live like they absolutely could Interesting. All right. Well, we'll see if we have a card for this show. Uh, and it's like a month away from now. We don't have any matches. I guess they're going to do the finals of the uh, TNT, the TNT, the TNT title, which is based off yeah. of a TV channel, will be decided on a pay per view. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. The pay per view that's not on that channel. That's not night. on that show. It might be. I mean, yeah. that would I would. That's what I would do. Just do like a Clash of the Champions type of thing. You know, just give it away Ooh. for free. Yeah. yeah, and just go all out for people. Um, what what do you have here? The Young's Bucks face off in being the elite. Oh, yeah. So being the elite two hundred, the two hundred episode, they're actually going to have a match against each other. The Young Bucks are actually going to face off. Oh, really? Nice. I'm, yeah, they have a uh, they. So they set up like a a ring at their 
their uh, their house essentially like one of their houses i forget who whose house it is um so they <clears throat> they've been recording a lot of matches there too on aew so they have like an actual ring set up there um but yeah so i guess for the 200th episode they're actually gonna have a one-on-one which is that's pretty exciting because now you get to see who the better buck is yeah that's pretty awesome who who are you pulling for uh jimmy or jay Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy. i'm gonna go with uh nikki nikki i don't know um i think i'm gonna go with matt because matt Matt wears a headband, so I I like okay. I like yeah. I'm going I think with, that's a good I think that's a good enough reason to I'll go with the one that doesn't have the stupid uh giant mutton chop sideburns. <laughs> oh my god. That one, that one, I don't like that one. I like the other one. There's Jesus. there's one there's one that is clearly better at wrestling than the other one and I can't It's uh you're gonna. I think you're going with. I think you go with Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, Nick is. Nick is. He's yeah. a better of yeah. the two. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel you have to choose. Both one. great. I but... mean, Sheena might say different. I think mm-hmm. Nick's better. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, headband yeah. lovers. Uh-huh. We lost all our headband listeners now. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> we had, we had the headband headband uh, audience collared there, and now they're gone. So fuck it. Um, all right, let's go outside the squared circle here, where we have a lot of news. We're gonna try to get through it as best as we can. Some of this stuff is not um, the most uplifting stuff. It's not the most fun <laughs> stuff to talk about. We'll try to have fun with it. Um, uh, start right off the bat here. A WWE employee, not on, but not on the roster, but on air talent po- tested positive for read much COVID-19 <laughs> yeah, reading what Marco fucking wrote here. Yeah. So, so, so this is interesting. So it's an on air person. So maybe an announcer, maybe a referee. Yeah. They're not saying who, of course, you know, that would be a, a HIPAA violation, but uh, yeah. So if they're on air, it has to be like a, like you said, like a, either a commentator, a referee could be an interview person. If, if it was a big name, we would know. Like if Jerry the King Lawler got it or somebody like yeah. that, we would probably know by now. So I'm assuming it's like I mean, uh, you never know. I mean, WWE, they got deep pockets. So they could literally just be like, hey, listen, I know you got COVID. Yeah, 19. If you say anything to anyone, first of all, we're going to cut your ass. But here, we're going to give you a little a little yeah. stack <laughs> of paper here to keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't act like you got this at WrestleMania. They've you been known to do that in the past. The, the yeah. snooker, yeah. foretelling the snooker episode. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so the show must go on, I guess. So isn't isn't um, Vince McMahon now like the kind of the right hand man to Donald Trump as to when we can open up the country uh, on stuff? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's, it's true. It's, that's it's, a, that's it's, a crazy. It's, it's a true. crazy <laughs> sentence to think of. Yeah, because I, I don't think so, I don't think of uh, Vince McMahon being the most in touch with like the working man, uh, or like you know people. Well, like, you think Donald Trump is in touch with the working no, man? No, no, neither I of mean, them are. No, it's it's <laughs> a it's a scary world. I mean, I'm not getting political. You know, I don't, it's it's whatever. I try to stay as removed as from from all of that as I can because it's just it's just too overwhelming. Like it just makes you feel like hopeless for the world. So I try to keep I try to keep things pretty positive. But Jesus Christ, man! Like there is just some craziness going on i mean the fact that linda mcmahon we'll, we'll get into the releases and stuff but like i mentioned earlier wrestling being deemed an essential business like i love wrestling as much as anyone but 
this is ridiculous. I mean, you cannot say. I mean, like, like let me just let me just see what the what the freaking timeline is here for this because okay, so April first, um, freaking Ron DeSantis issues an executive order for essential services, um, and then April 9th, he, he altered the order that he put out to include professional sporting events and media productions. On April 9th, Linda McMahon announced that her um, president super PAC will spend 18.5 million in Tampa and Orlando, Florida. Um, and to like, you know, I can't remember what it, what it was for, but yeah, she was going to give all this money to Florida. And then April 10th, uh, Vince McMahon decides that he's going to, you know, not t- pre-record any more shows that they're going to go live. Like, come on people. Like this is absolutely insane. I don't wow. see anything wrong. It's yeah, yeah totally, it's all, totally not sketchy. It's all, it's all the up and up. It's on the up and up. All of it. It's that sounds like a perfect storm of things that just happened. That's all. It's, hey, I got my twenty nine hundred dollars in the mail. Um, you know, let them do whatever the hell they want to do, man. I got my money. I got my I got my shut up money, so I'm just gonna shut yeah. up. You know, yeah, hush money. It came with you're a, getting, uh, came with a Donald Trump, Trump T shirt. Yeah, it's Trump checks pack, like Nene Leak. Skull. And, yeah. um, a naked picture of my sister, <laughs> and I'm good to go now. So, oh my god! Um, so WWE no longer taping shows; they're going to be going live. Like I said, they've been deemed an essential business by the state of Florida. So, you know, good for yeah. them. That I mean, that has to be good for them as, as a stockholder. That's good for them. But uh, it, it isn't good with this next part because uh, just yesterday we saw massive layoffs, uh, both on screen and behind the camera from WWE yeah. employees. And it sounds like we are going to get more. We thought we were going to get more today. I don't know if maybe more will come after SmackDown on Friday. But uh, we have a laundry list of wrestlers who have been released. Uh, Marco, you have that list with you there? If not, I can pull yeah, it up on my Twitter. Pull it up I got it. I got it. So we got, Drake, it. we got Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater, Aiden English, Eric Young, EC3, Leo Rush, Kurt Angle, Sarah Logan, Mike Chioda, um, Primo and Epico, Rowan, Mike and Maria Kanellis, uh, Zach Ryder, No Way Jose, Rusev, Diana Perrazzo, and Alexander Josic. I think that's how you say his name. Um, yeah. And that's this is just like wrestlers release. This is not including writers and producers and stuff like that. Uh, from what I understand, those guys are just being furloughed. I mean, I don't know if all of them are, but I know a, a, a lot of them are being furloughed. Whereas, you know, obviously these guys are independent contractors, so you can't furlough independent contractors. So they literally just like released all these guys. And some people are, are speculating that maybe after all this passes, they'll bring a lot of these people back. But it really just goes to show you like WWE's true colors. Like it really just kind of rose me the wrong way. Like we talked about just a second ago that, you know, WWE was as a wrestling, I guess, cause I can't just say WWE, but wrestling um, is, is deemed an essential business, but it's like the only essential part is like to make a profit because obviously you don't care about the essential personnel because you literally just like, cut them all out and we're talking about like wwe lifers here people that have been with the company like 15 16 years and it is just it really just rubs me the wrong way because so many of these guys could have been let go like months ago if not years ago when there was like actually a place for them to go 
you know, and a lot of these guys, like, this is their only skill. They've only ever been wrestlers. So what are they going to do outside of wrestling at this time in our country, right? Like, wrestling is their only skill, and no independent wrestlers are going to be, no independent wrestling promotions are going to be doing shows or picking up talent for the most part. AEW, everybody's like, oh, yeah, these guys are going to go to AEW. But AEW's not stupid. They're not just going to, like, pick up a bunch of, (laughs) come in and, like, scoop up all these guys. You know what I mean? Because that's the same thing that got Vince in this whole situation is just, like, carrying a bloated roster just because of your ego and your narcissism. And then, you know, not letting these guys out of their contracts or extending contracts whenever people were trying to get out of them and then now when there's nowhere for these guys to go being like okay cool now we'll let you go like that just pisses me off (laughs) to no end and you guys know i i love wwe through and through yeah but like this is not a good look this is not a good look at all so i I agree with you it sucks because you know i i've 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 been fired from a job before It's, it's it's shitty it sucks i don't know if you guys have ever been in that boat before but it's it's not fun and um you know, these all these guys are hardworking. I don't know if they did this because number one, maybe they're going to bring some of them by, back, like you said. Number two, maybe because with the contracts that they have, they're not able to take other bookings, are not able to sell their shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com and stuff like that. Maybe this just frees them up to, you know, we're not doing any shows. You're not, we're not having Epico and Primo on. I mean, are they paying these guys like? Yes, to, to if you're under not, contract, you are getting. Yeah. I mean, if you if you have a contract, you are getting a paycheck like so, that. So, like, yeah. And then, like yeah. on top of that, if you wrestle at WrestleMania, you get like a like a bone like a bonus or something. Yes, and, and there's like, promotion, there's promotional um, bonuses and merch sales and yeah. like all that stuff. You know, you yeah, you get yeah. special special pays for all that. Plus, like like promotional appearances. Granted, none of that stuff is happening right now, but I mean, a lot of these guys that are kind of like we don't see them on TV every week. Like, they're still going out and doing, like, promotional stuff for WWE. You know what I mean? So um, just because they're not on TV doesn't mean that they're yeah, not yeah. out there working for WWE. So so the biggest ones we have to talk about is is Hawkins and Ryder, who are friends of ours. Yeah. They, they do a great podcast, the Major Brothers, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, and uh, who given us shout outs multiple times you know we've we've been cool with them they've really brought the wrestling figure hobby into the the mainstream over the last you know couple years of their podcast uh i I, you know it sucks for them i know you know hawkins his wife is pregnant right now if you follow him on instagram you see it all the time and you know both of those guys are hard working and neither of them give you know they don't talk shit they don't they don't complain about being the guys you know that making towns traveling and yep. you know jobbing out to people every single night i mean the, they know there's that's the part of the business and that's someone has to fill that role so um but you know what the thing about about um zach and kurt is is that they're not they're not just want they just don't want to wrestle like they want to be wwe wrestlers like that is their dream job this is their dream job like yeah, it's not yeah. their dream job just to like you know, wrestle wherever. Like, that's not what they wanted to do. Like, they are, you know, the dream for them was to wrestle for WWE, and that's what they've been living, you know, which is why they were totally fine doing whatever whatever was called for of them. You know what I mean? Like, whatever they needed to do to, to, you know, live their dream and have their dream job, like, they were willing to do it without complaining. And I'm sure there were tough times. I'm sure there were times when it was like, dude, really? Like, what the the, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like, like they were passionate about WWE, the product. They're fans, you know what I mean? Like they're they're fans of WWE, which is why they're they're so amazing. Um, 
like their podcast is so great because they have that passion, you know? Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. So, I mean, those, those guys are just going to be able to spend more time on their show and dedicate, uh, their time and their efforts to making it bigger and better. If you're not a member of their Patreon, you should definitely subscribe to it. If you don't listen to them, you definitely should listen to their podcast. They're awesome. Um, you know, it just sucks because you know they have he's Slater on all the time. He's now gone. They've had they've had both of the good brothers on. They're both gone now. Uh, so it's it just it just kind of stinks. But I mean, I'm sure they're not going to miss a beat. Um, but you know, I feel yeah. I feel for both of those guys. I feel for all these people, man. It, it sucks. You know, I mean, a lot of the producer people that you didn't mention are, are, are furloughed because there's no house shows for them to work on. So there's nothing really for them to do. So they're yeah. probably just getting paid to stay at home. Um, I would assume some of these people are going to come back, but some of them probably aren't. You know, and the, the roster yeah. is, is too bloated as it is right now. Really, I mean. You could do a show without any of these guys, and it would be fine. Like the the casual fan would wouldn't really notice, you know. But um, yeah. these are the people that you need. Like this is, uh, I don't know. This is thirty people that are, are have been working hard and traveling, and you know, it just it just sucks. It sucks when anybody loses their job, you know. But yeah, well, you know the 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 good thing about you know um, we kind of touched on um, Zach and Kurt is like. What they had to fall back on, at least, is, like, they created a brand for themselves outside of WWE. You know what I mean? They've created the Major Brothers brand, and that doesn't belong to WWE, which was so smart of them to, like, build that community and build that following and build that branding for themselves. I mean, you know, and they're Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. You know, they're not going to be Zach and Kurt anymore, obviously. I mean, uh, Zach's already changed his name on social media. He already has the number one selling T-shirt um, on pro wrestling tees at the moment, you know, which was which is pretty cool. You know, he has, it's the not there T-shirt because, you know, he always puts uh, like hashtag still here um, yeah. on a lot of his posts and stuff. He's got a T-shirt now that says not not there. Uh, and it was the number one selling T-shirt yesterday on or maybe it was today, today or yesterday on ProWrestlingTees.com. So you know these guys are gonna be are gonna be fine, but it's those people who like like I talked touched on earlier who like literally don't know anything outside of wrestling and don't know how to do anything outside of wrestling and don't really have any passions outside of wrestling. Uh, that those are the ones that I'm worried about because it's like what where do you go from here? You know what I mean? Are you gonna go? I mean, I guess if you have to, you have to. But like, are you gonna go from wrestling, you know, on the road 300 days a week to like bagging groceries? You know, yeah. like it's it's a it's a tough transition for a lot of those guys, and you got to worry about like their mental health. You know, we've seen countless times. You know, um, even like the the Daniel Bryan thing. You know, we we saw it play out on Total Bellas with when he was retired. Like his like how his mental health just really kind of like took a toll, you know, because that's mm-hmm. all he knew was wrestling and that's all he wanted to do was wrestling and he that he wasn't able to do that. So and then the freaking um Drake Maverick video, dude, that oh, was a that was God. a tough yeah. watch, man. Yeah. Like I yeah. mean, so sad. Like that was just like a punch in the gut. So um, you know, these are real people yeah. and they have they have real people problems despite their their bigger on screen personas. You know, we we forget that they have families and they have bills to pay and they have, you know, food to put on the table and stuff like that so um yeah sad, sad day for for wrestling for sure yeah have you seen the um have you seen the like have you seen people like asking about like why why braun Strowman hasn't said anything yet have you, do you guys know anything about that uh uh-uh, like, no i haven't oh oh didn't he he made some sort of tweet i haven't seen it but i, I saw some people referencing it today didn't he make a tweet um something like talking crap about like the indies or something yeah yeah like basically saying like you know don't complain about like 
if if you're not fit for this business, you know, you know, basically go home that type of thing. Like, yeah, I had to work my butt off to get to where I am. There's no no excuses and all stuff. But like, my I think people a lot of people are calling him out because two of his best friends are EC3 and Drake Maverick. They actually yeah. do like a they do like a kind of like a podcast slash like YouTube show together where they do like video games and all like crazy stuff. So like those are like two of his close friends, and like that that I think that's why people are calling him out saying like oh now what are you gonna say, like that type of thing. Like basically don't speak about stuff before like things happen because you don't know what's gonna happen, especially like in today's climate, that type of stuff. I'm not sure if you guys knew that they're like all really close, like they're all close friends, EC3 and Drake Maverick and yeah, Braun yeah. Strowman. They they're do like, like a, uh, pretty much. And they're wedding each other with each other and stuff, and yeah, yeah, like and I think that's what the whole thing was. Uh, but don't forget, like the like the uh, micro tendas and the Billy Kidmans and the Fit Finley, which is he's the backbone of the women's division. Yeah, and he's sucks. gone. Yeah. So like, where, what where does that leave the ladies? Like, how's like what what's the direction look like from from going forward? Stuff like that. Like, who's taking over that? Like, so that these are like. Some of these guys are like the producers that left were big parts of what you see on television. Um, they're behind a lot of like storylines and not just the writers, but like they're behind a lot of things that you see. So like what happens now? Like someone that's getting a major push that you love may not be getting that major push because that person isn't there to to talk for him or fight for him or anything like that or produce them essentially. Um, a lot of the younger talent, like the Street Profits, those guys, like what happens to them? What if like what if I don't know Shane Helms was like their guy? Like, what if he was the one that brought him on and he's producing them and doing all this stuff? Like, what happens to their careers now since he's gone? Who steps in to take it? Like, I'm not sure if that was the case, but like, just those different types of scenarios you got to think of too, as well, yeah. and how it affects the people that are actually still working there. A ton of uh, off-camera people, writers, uh, the, the the girl that wrote the the entire Otis and Mandy storyline. Her name, yeah, uh, she's. On- on Twitter is Andrea underscore ML. She's released uh, Mike Kyoto, who started wrestling and refer or, or sorry refereeing in 1989. He's yeah. been he's been employed by the WWE. He's been around for quite a while. I mean, that's quite a run, you know, to be with the company for that long. You know, even if it was on, on and off. So, uh, a ton of people, not not just wrestlers. So, hopefully, a lot of them are brought back. We'll see. But you know, companies all over the country, all over the world, are, are going through shit like this. So, uh, yeah. on one hand, it sucks. You know, I think WWE should have kept trying to keep these people as best they can. But uh, on the other hand, you know, uh, we, you know, I'm not behind the scenes to know what's going on. But maybe you know. A lot of people are saying maybe if you're not uh, um, signing the guys like uh, Goldberg and Kane Velasquez, you you could have had the money to keep some of these guys. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know how that works. So, yep. um, EC three just tweeted out a couple hours ago. No, I will not do your podcast. No, I will not do an interview for your website. No, I'm not interested in doing your autograph signings in eight months. For this first, <laughs> for the first time in a long time, I control the narrative now. So, hashtag free EC3. He's the guy of all these people, and I hate it whenever whenever someone gets released by the WWE. Oh, they didn't use him right. They didn't use him properly. Blah blah blah. You know, like come on. Yeah, man. it's like you know, uh, a guy gets drafted by the NFL and sucks, and the, you know they didn't use him right. No, he just sucked. But I think EC3 is one of the ones that they just never. I mean, he he wasn't in NXT for very long, maybe less than a year, I would say. 
Um, and he and he really wasn't elevated to like the top spot. He was just kind of like in the title picture before he moved on. And really, when he moved to Raw, just never. I mean, he was shown backstage a lot and just never talked, and then just never ever used ever. Like. Yeah, and, and and we saw the emergence of uh, MJF on on AEW, and and that basically was the EC3 character in TNA. You know, that's yeah, it's basically what he copied off of, now, or you know, not not maybe on purpose, but that same kind of like shitty heel, entitled asshole type of character. Uh, so, of all the people released, I think he's the guy I'm the most interested in him seeing him hopefully come back and get a push or go somewhere else. What, what about you? Who's the one person that got released here that you're like, oh, man, it's going to suck not seeing them on WWE TV anymore? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Let's see. Um, whoa. Uh, yeah. Good bless you, dude. Yeah. And you can't, <laughs> you can't say Sarah, Sarah Logan's uh, Teagle Biddies. No, I was gonna. I mean, I was gonna say that, but uh, Rusev is a pr- pretty big one. Yeah, uh, Rusev being gone is gonna be. I mean, he was. A, he hasn't been on TV in a while anyway. But no, but... still, that's, that's that's a huge loss right there. That's a it's a really big loss actually. Rusev Day is over. He can come back and people chant Rusev Day. So yeah, it's not like it, well, he wasn't like he was never like gone, gone. Um, I, I I mean now looking at it like all these people obviously all potentially could have been like. And the, Leo Rush is a pretty like like because he he had that like thing where he left because they weren't do they, they I'm not sure they had some like dispute or something like that that he left for a little bit then he they brought him back and then they just fired him which is yep. kind of messed up. Current Angle is pretty big too. Hey, you know, um, well he was working backstage. I mean, I, I I'm, I'm not people were tweeting me left and right about that because they know I'm a huge Kurt Angle fan. I, I just yeah, I don't, I don't if he was wrestling I would be upset, but I mean he's just. Behind the scenes, I'm sure he's got plenty of stuff to fall back on. Uh, yeah, Leo, I think Leo Rush is a local guy. He trained here in uh, MCW with uh, alongside Velveteen Dream, who both have come up through that organization. I want to yeah. go, go back to the Rusev thing, man. That dude got over twice, and, and most people don't get over at all in their whole career. He got over as the Bulgarian brute riding the fucking tank down to the ring, as yep. a as a shitty like you know I hate America type of heel. And then he comes back, and, and the Rusev Day thing organically just takes off. I mean, uh, and then and back to Zack Ryder. I mean, a lot of people talked about this on Twitter. I didn't even think about it. My stupid brain didn't even process it. But, like, he he started with the whole, like, social media, YouTube movement, like, doing videos. That's what got him over. I mean, people were posting videos of The Rock in the Ring at Survivor Series and people tra- chanting, We Want Ryder. And yeah, uh, yeah. W- without him kind of embracing the new technology, w- would we have being the elite? Would we have AEW? Would we have all the things we have now? It's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, um, yeah. They they kind of ushered him in. They kind of like yeah. They they've been talking like he's kind of like the he's a, he was pretty much the beginning of the whole like that like wrestling like stuff on like translating it to the like social media to the internet and like doing that stuff he's credited uh, i believe he's credited with that like the beginning stages of that because it was like uh w i think he started doing that then like wwe started doing a lot more like youtube type shows like i think like yeah. Dolph ziggler had a had a youtube show then um if you remember michael cole and jbl had that like episodic show that they used to do do you remember that at all or no yeah it was awful it was so yeah, awful. so like he kind of he 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 pretty much started. That's why he had the internet championship title when he would do his uh, videos. But um, 
Yeah, no, definitely. If if it wasn't for him, then you definitely wouldn't see any of the what you see now on on YouTube. I'll say. Yeah, so it, it's it sucks. You know, we will see what happens, and obviously, you know, th- this something like this has never happened in our country before, in our world before, with the coronavirus and all this stuff. So, uh, again, we don't know what's going to happen. So, best of luck to all those people. We'll see how this all pans out. Um, there's rumors now that WWE 2K21 is going to be canceled. Um, yeah, which which suck does suck, but everybody panned 2K20 so much. Maybe it maybe it's for the best. Maybe they'll have a, you know two years to make a a better game. I I, I don't know. Um, but uh, it, it would suck. I mean, a lot of the movies. Are, I'm worried about when we get back to normal, Marco, or whatever normal is going to be going forward. A lot of the movies have been moved back like to 2021 summer of 2021 so even even when we get back to normal you know are the movie theaters going to survive off of not having any movies for you know six or eight months are we going to be yeah are are, you know are people going to want to go and sit in seventy thousand seat arenas and watch a football game with a bunch of people uh you know it's just it's just going to be it's just going to be weird i just don't yeah i don't know what's going to happen here and and you know seeing a video game get canceled that that's one of the few bastions of be, people being able to sit in their house and enjoy themselves and talk to their friends on the head headset and play video games together so um i guess if they can't uh if they can't be in their office and work and build the game it's going to be tough so uh i don't that hasn't been confirmed but we'll see if that that comes into play um the XFL files for bankruptcy. It sounds like they are done after less than one season. And uh, I was bummed about that, man, because, you know, I, I didn't watch a ton of it, but it seemed uh, like they were going in the right direction. They had a pretty good, especially in D.C. here, they had a pretty good fan base. Uh, they yeah. were, they seemed like they were doing things the right way. They weren't being real kitschy and, and hokey. They, you know, they never mentioned the league on, on WWE television. They kind of had their own type of brand. And yeah. uh, you know, people love football, man. It's, it was it was a nice little break from reality. I think I think if this whole situation didn't happen, we would have seen uh, a second season of this, and it just sucks that it happened the way it did. But yeah, um, yeah, a lot of those guys. Are, I mean, some of the, like the uh, players have been like um, recruited by the NFL because I follow a lot of those. Like the I think I follow like the XFL Instagram account. They like they'll like congratulate this player to go into like this team or this player to go in that team. So like all those guys found jobs after that, but yeah, they like completely gone, which is insane. Um, and it was treated. I mean, we shouldn't say it was treated. It was, it was a football league. It wasn't supposed to have anything to do with WWE or anything like that. Like Vince McMahon, like took money out. He created a brand new production company and, or, and all this stuff. So like he, it, it was going to be its own separate entity. It was, they're obviously they're going to promote it because it's Fox Sports, and so they yeah. can kind of get away with throwing it on like a SmackDown or something like that. But other than that, no. It's I mean I I enjoyed I enjoyed the game. It was like a it was a new thing to watch, and a lot of the rules and stuff I kind of liked. I like the um the stuff that they did with like the quarterback. If like someone messed up on a play, like you get the sideline reporter like running right over hey what happened like right after it happened so like you never get to see that type of stuff kind of gimmicky but i thought it was pretty cool just to see like what the players like thoughts were <laughs> after something like that happens like you fumble a ball like a really big play and then some sideline reporter runs up to you and asks you a question um i thought that'd yeah. be pr- i mean i wouldn't be surprised if nfl like you see in, what if they do have a season the season they take some of those things and they and they introduce like that type of stuff into into the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, 
I was actually talking to a coworker today about like how like if they do bring sports back and like what the what it would like what it would be like. And I'm assuming you probably will, you'll see little to no people <laughs> in the yeah. in those arenas. Um, and if that's the case, like if they're gonna if we're gonna, if we're stepping into a brand new world, they may have to change like stadiums and seating and how everything's like positioned. Like you might not have to you might have you might not have seats right next to each other. They might be spaced out. You never know. Yeah, like that could that. that could be an actual thing happening. Like they yeah. like you remove like you remove some seats and have like a like a six foot space in between like your next seat or like something like that. So I mean, it, I think it's gonna be. It's not nothing's going back to normal in my personal view. I think it's just we're just gonna adjust to how the world is and since to be a lot of different changes and stuff like that, especially with sports. That's what I'm most interested in is when like like gatherings are gonna look like. Um, from here on out or whenever we get back to normalcy yeah i'm trying to uh find a cool like i've been searching ebay for like a cool mask to wear because i have to you know i'm I'm going out and at least seeing a couple stores uh of the of like the 35 stores i usually see i'm seeing one or two or three on a weekly basis but i'm still going out and, and being out out there i want to want to have a cool like Macho Man bandana mask or something. Oh, like, I'm surprised no one's like made like anything. I know the guys at Barstool have some face masks uh, out now, but you know WWE would be smart to make. Some, you know, people are even even going forward. I'm sure going to make. You know, going to want to wear things to protect themselves going forward. So, uh, oh yeah. So that would be a cool thing to uh, to see. Uh, I do want to talk about the ratings on the Wednesday Night War update. Uh, NXT has won the last two weeks in a row, which. Uh, you know, shout out to NXT, but this week it was six ninety two, six hundred ninety two thousand uh, versus six hundred eighty three thousand uh, for AEW, which is pathetic. Both, you know, they they're, they're both of them have dropped completely off of the map, which is insane because you have more people now at home than ever before. Like what? And there's nothing to watch. What what are people even doing? Like. Like how are the how are the view how is the viewership so so low for these shows when like I thought they would be doubled what they usually get you know yeah I said in our group chat I think it's um, like today's audience they don't no one's watching TV and so I think like this like the six hundred thousand plus people that are watching TV are like our demographic that grew up on watching TV where like yeah, yeah. the other half are they're a lot younger and they watch the results on like Twitter or they wait till the next day and go on YouTube and, and it's pretty much everything's uploaded the next day. So you pretty much don't have to watch anything that night unless you're like a diehard, like wrestling fan like ourselves. And we watch like that night. Um, so that's why I think it's like down. And I think just it, most people are just like not watching things on TV, like being in this like quarantine state. It's like people watching Netflix, people are like Hulu Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, whatever they're watching, um, or doing other things other than watching TV. Because um, if you watch TV and you see stuff on the news, it can get like depressing. So I think a lot of people are staying away from any type of like TV viewing yeah, uh, when it comes that. to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just it just sucks. I mean, it is cool that NXT has now turned the page here, but you know, I think AEW was approaching close to like a hundred. You know, you know, a million viewers. They were up at like the high nine yeah. hundreds, and now they're they're down pretty low. So, that, I mean, that can't be good for them. But uh, you know, it's obviously a weird a weird time. So we'll see 
what happens. If you haven't noticed that Sheena is uh, tending to her kids, so that's why she has not talked in quite a while. But, uh, you know, she'll be back. I thought, sure. we, I thought we were just really awesome at talking. And she was just like, <laughs> oh, you guys can take yeah, it from you here. Guys just take it, yeah, take it from here. I'm just <laughs> drinking a beer. Uh, everybody was really pissed off about Ronda Rousey's comments uh, over uh. the last couple of days, um, which uh, I don't know if should be taken as a as a serious uh work or shoot or or what because um she basically just shit all over WWE and and the blame the fans is why she's not coming back and it's a basically a perfect setup to be a heel character coming up forward but uh maybe with everything going on they that's not going to happen but uh you know i i'm hoping we st- we haven't seen the last of Ronda Rousey but We'll see. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, I mean, yeah, she ruffled a lot of feathers, <laughs> oh, yeah. which she called stuff fake. And like, obviously, like the the fans came out of the woodwork and like, how dare you? How dare you call this fake? But then, like, the other part of that, like, I th- uh, it's a little bit later when the Broken Skull sessions with Ric Flair, um, they kind of like touch on that. They like, you know, she calls it fake, but like. She was the one that, like, if you if you watch an interview with Becky Lynch um, before they had their uh, their WrestleMania match, um, she was the one complaining that she couldn't do it. Ronda Rousey, like, she's the one saying, like, I can't do this is something I can't like physically can't do. Oh. That's why, like, in her statement, she was say, she was saying, like, oh well, you know, you guys, are, you know, you do this like whatever, three hundred sixty five days out of the year, and it is physical, but like it's not real. Like, so she threw that in there, but like she yeah. literally, like, she would like cry like when she went home after like a like practicing and stuff like that or doing whatever they you know like practice for the match and doing like moves and stuff like that like she was like she she wasn't physically fit to like to do the sport like like they do like the way they like yeah. built themselves to do that so like that's why i think where a lot of like the the hatred came out like like because they knew that ha- they knew that like happened like she did say that she couldn't do it physically, but then she comes out saying, like, oh, I'm this big, tough person. Blah, blah, blah. I could do this. I really fight. You guys don't really fight. But then she had to, like, rebuttal it and say, like, oh, well, you guys are physical, but you don't do it this way. So she kind of, like, caught herself in that sense. Covered her ass, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she, like, kind of covered it. But, like, if you you watch that Broken Skull Sessions with, like, Stone Cold and Ric Flair, it's, to them, I mean, I hate that it's real to be damn it thing, but it's real to that. Talk to, talk to one, one of those guys. Talk to a Hulk Hogan. Talk to any one of those guys back in the day, and you tell them it's fake. Remember what happened to those like reporters that said it was fake? They either get choked out <laughs> on the spot, or they get slapped and asked if it was real, if that felt real or not. Like it's 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 real. It's physically demanding. Look at all look at all the, like the older guys that are around now, and even the younger guys. Look at Mick Foley. Ask him if that if it's fake. Yeah. If what he's doing, oh, if that's yeah. not, if it's, it's fake fighting, it's predetermined. Yes, we they know the outcomes ahead of time, but like. They're physically doing things in the ring. They have to work out every day. They have to diet. They have to do all the things that athletes do. They are athletes. So it's, I mean, it's it, obviously it was a shoot that she she said that. It wasn't like a real, I don't think she really meant that it was fake fighting. Like you said, it's probably just a storyline gimmick, but like it's, it, it brings out, it brings out a lot of, it brings out a lot of the evil when, uh, <laughs> the evil wrestling fans of you, when you say it's fake, um, but I'm more like the uh, I, I I lead more on the 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 athletic part of the of of the of the wrestler. So like they are athletic. They like I said they do work out. They do diet. They do that stuff. What is it? Three three hundred fifty five days out of the year. They're yep. 
yep. slamming around and doing all types of stuff. So like, yeah, your body's gonna get worn down at some point. You're not like, you're not doing jumping jacks and flips when you're sixty. <laughs> when you're a sixty year old wrestler. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, so we talked about Ronda. Well, let's get into our Go Figure segment. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, All right, it's everybody's favorite part of the show. It's our Go Figure segment brought to you in part by Ringside Collectibles, WrestlingFigures.com. Go there. Chick. Uh, code Chick Foley uh, for 10% off. And uh, we appreciate their support. They're huge fans of our show or huge supporters of their website. So thank you so much for uh, using our code on there. Marco, I got some good stuff and I have some good stories for my stuff this week too. So right, awesome. do you want to go first or you want me to go? Um, I'll go first. Mine's pretty, pretty short. I didn't really receive that much. Um, Got the uh, Mandy Rose finally. Um, that oh, popped nice. up. I think we are. Here we go. I mean, it's been. Uh, I'm, I've lost track of days. So <laughs> excuse me. So uh, Mandy I think Rose, it was March 45th or something. Maybe <laughs> it, it, it was sometime. Uh, sometime. I don't even know. Um, but yeah. So Mandy Rose. Um, and I think that's actually the thing that's it. I've been pretty dry. I've been like doing the right thing and staying in. I haven't been. Uh, haven't really. I think I already said I pre-ordered the um, the feed fig and all that stuff. So, yeah, nothing really. Nothing really. Uh, traveling on foot nowadays. So, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, I do. I do a couple hunting for uh, for for purposes of just getting stuff at the store. Uh, I went and just found a Jim the Anvil Nightheart Elite. And what I did on the Facebook group was I just had I. I posted to the Facebook group in the morning, like, "Hey, I found this. Who who still needs a Jim the Anvil Nightheart Elite?" And like yeah. seven or eight people responded, "Like, yeah, I need it. I need it. I need it." So I when I picked my son up from daycare, I had him. I ran down all the names, and uh, I said, "Nash, let me read all these names off, and you're going to pick one, and that's the person who gets to you know buy this figure for me." So. I ran them all down. He hitting like he. I ran. I read like two names, and he was like, "Oh, this." One. I, I think it was like Nicholas something, uh, one of the guys in our group. And I was like, "Well, I got a lot more names to read, Nash. So let me read all these names off." So I read them all off, and he he picked the last name on the list, of course, because his attention span is like the like a ant. But um, Jason Koenig is going to uh, purchase this from me. So uh, it's cool to find that. Out in the wild still. Then I went to Walmart uh, later on this week and found uh, the Hurricane Chase, uh, which I picked up. Because on our Zoom chat, we didn't talk about this, uh, we all got drunk and uh, opened up a figure, or at least a couple of us did. And I opened up the Hurricane uh, Elite that I had here on my yeah. sh- It was like right, basically, if you're, if you're I'm on the screen on my webcam, it's sitting behind me. And I was like, let me open up this. And I was like, uh, as soon as I opened it up, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, god damn it. I regretted it immediately. <laughs> and like, uh, I just like had it sitting, like standing up on my desk, just like, you know, positioned, whatever. And the next morning when I woke my son up, you know, he woke up, I was making breakfast and he came down, his playroom's like down in the basement here. And he's like, you know, away from where all my stuff is. So I hear him go, whoa, what's this? What is this? Oh, Daddy, oh, can I have this one? <laughs> 
he's like a superhero. So I'm like, <sighs> oh, you can play with it for a while, I guess. So I just haven't asked for it back. And he's basically forgotten about it. By now, I could probably take it back. But I was like, ah, oh, shit. So then I, I, went to, <laughs> I went to Walmart, and they had the chase there on the shelf just sitting on the pegs. Oh, sick. For like 15 bucks or whatever. So I was like, oh, okay. Let me just get this. So replaced it like, you know, like nothing happened. Uh, so that was good. Um, we didn't even talk about this in the uh, outside the ring, and we should have. I, I'm, I'm going to punch myself later. But uh, Howard Finkel passed away today. Uh, That's right. Yes. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, everyone's talked about it to no end for for good reason because, I mean, the greatest announcer of all time, the greatest. Yep. Uh, I mean, his voice is going to be literally in my brain for the rest of my life, more so, almost than any other any other voice in wrestling. I would say, uh, because of all of the the matches he called back in the day, and you know, just just iconic is just the word to call i mean hall of famer in 2009 uh was around for so long i think it was the first sheena said the he was the first wwf employee back in the day the first person they hired yeah yeah stephanie uh, posted um on her on her instagram like a couple of pictures of them together and stuff like that she was like she basically in her in her post said they, she he was the first wwe employee and i was like whoa <laughs> that's that's uh that's pretty that's pretty insane that he right. was like the first employee i'm not sure what he did when he was first hired but um but yeah no it's he's uh yeah he's he's forever ingrained in, in all of our minds like um as an announcer and as a as a person that like announced all i mean obviously we grew up on the same the same generations of wrestling and he was yeah, pretty yeah. much that guy for those generations the best generations now joking um well, i mean, I mean yeah. that's the that's the matches i uh, no, I grew up with them, so I'm so f- I just think of them so fondly. I go back and watch them, but uh, yeah. I, I I wanted to have a figure of his after I heard the news, which I guess is kind of morbid, but it just makes sense. Like I have my new generation collection, and he was still you know, still announcing at that point until like the late nineties. Um, yeah. So he his only real figure from Mattel is a, a build a figure, which was basically packaged in a bunch of basic figures. Yeah. Uh, so I went on to I went out to eBay and found, uh, you know, you know, the prices were just insane, but I did find someone selling basically everything except for the except for the arms, which was weird. Like they had everything. <laughs> they had they had the uh, they must have just bought three of the four build a figure figures and um, that was it. So I purchased that for like twenty five bucks. It was the the head, the torso, you know, the the kind of the torso and the legs. And I was like, okay, I'll buy this for twenty six bucks. So and then I tweeted out, you know, hey, does anybody have uh, the arms for Howard Finkel or anybody? You know, even you know, and somebody on our Facebook group was like, hey, why don't you just grab the the Gorilla Monsoon arms? He came with an extra pair of arms and uh, and the new Elite and some price yeah. people didn't. So I was like, I didn't even think about that. So I'm, they, I'm sure they all snapped together. So I, I put it out on Twitter, and um, one of our awesome Twitter followers uh, let me know he had. He had he just basically is charging me for shipping and his, his Twitter handle is, is Lemon Jello, but uh, it's the re- I know this mm. guy this guy helped me out amazingly. I'm not trying to shit talk him. Yeah, uh, I, I found someone more annoying than when you use the underscore in your Twitter handles is when he uses like instead of the E it's a three instead of the O it's a zero. Kind of like when you make a password uh, yeah, on yeah, something, yeah. which I'd like to I'd like to direct people to follow him because I I want to give him a shout out. But it's Lemon Jello on Twitter. 
And uh, so thank you, man. I appreciate it so much. He's going to send me the uh, Gorilla Monsoon arms. That will complete my Howard Finkel, and I'll put that here in my Detolf. Uh, so I wanted to get that. I also wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Joshua's, Joshua Ellis, uh, who sold me the Kern Angle jacket from, I think, Kern Angle's Elite 56 or 55. Um, I have that Kurt Angle display, and I don't have that jacket for my mm. loose figure, so I got that from him. And uh, maybe the biggest news of the week, Marco, is I bought, I finally bought something from Super Gabby, which is insane. Uh, yes, yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. Uh, you had, uh, you already know. You had an interaction. Yes. Uh, if you listen to the Major Brothers podcast, uh, you hear or or watch their YouTube videos, you, you've seen him. Uh, basically, this dude has like a huge um what do you call it storage locker full of like wrestling figures tons of stuff and i've been wanting this there's a kern angle card of him basically from the olympics that was made you know back in 1996 and i've been searching it on ebay for months and months and months i can't find it uh and he posts a random picture of like all these like uh it was like the 96 olympic wrestling team you know it's like right there so i'm like dude how much for this kern angle card He's like, oh, name a price, man, name a price. And he was like, he was sending the pictures, and he was also sending like voice, like voice memos over Instagram, and like, <laughs> you know, just like, oh, just like kind of pressuring me. I'm like, dude, I'll give you twenty bucks for it, and you can just send it in like a normal envelope with just a stamp. I don't, you know, I don't need it FedExed or whatever. Uh, so uh, it was, it was good. I guess it's on the way. He he put something in his Instagram story that he was sending it to me. So, um, uh, so yeah, right. we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see when it gets here. But uh, I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, so that, that's one of my, one of my pickups. I have a couple things that haven't arrived yet. I'll wait for next week on those. I bought a Kurt Angle Jack's Ruthless Aggression. I think it is 18.5, which, uh, he has like a t-shirt on. It says like America by blood on the front of it. Um, America by birth okay. on the front. So it's pretty cool looking. I had to add it to my collection. And uh, I pre-ordered Freddy Blassie from Heroes Hideout. Uh, so uh, the big news this week in figure-related-wise figure is is some of these online retailers, Marco, are going to start getting some of these store exclusives. And I don't really know how I feel about it. I think it's, I mean, I think it's great. Uh, people that don't aren't surrounded by WalMarts and Targets like some of us are have the ability to buy these figures. That's, I mean, that's that's great. It's HeroesHideout.com. Uh, they had the the Freddie Blassie and the uh, Superstar Billy Graham up for pre-order. They lasted like an hour or two. Um, but it sounds like a lot of these online retailers are now going to be able to get the, to, to sell these uh, yep. so people don't have to sh- you know search for them in stores. I don't know if this is because of the coronavirus or just because they want to get them more uh, available to people. But you know, overall, mm. for a collector, it's it's good, you know? Yeah, no, I, th- I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a page from Sheena's book, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of semi quote her on this. But I think I think she would say in this situation, she's not stepping foot in a Walmart or a Target nowadays. <laughs> so yeah. having those uh, having those collectors editions like readily available on like a ringside collectibles, um, just ready to buy or pre order. That's that's I mean that's a it's a luxury at that point. It's um, you say because some people are at the point where they're not going to step foot outside just to yeah. buy a figure. Only if they're going to go like buy like essentials, they might take a trip down the uh, um, toy aisle. But it's uh, really can't go hunting nowadays. You really can't do like that like full on like fig hunt 
Um, so you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. And I think uh, the online retailers are like, you know what? Let's play it safe. Or Mattel too. That's, that's another. That's the other factor on this. It's it may be Mattel saying they don't want to like risk. Like, how bad would it be if um, someone was like fig hunting and they like went on got a collector's um, edition fig and then you know they find they find out later that they got <laughs> like coronavirus from fig yeah, hunting yeah, or something exactly, like that or yeah. or they oh the person's like oh well i just i really needed this figure and you know i just wanted to risk life and limb like how <laughs> how bad would that sound for, like mattel and like all yeah. the retailers like i really need that classy freddie blassie I, i'd risk coronavirus just to get it like that's that's something that you don't want so yep. um i think it's a smart move oh, obviously it takes away from the the actual hunt part of it but like when things get back to normal uh maybe they'll stop doing it maybe it's just like a temporary thing until you know, things get back on uh, on their two feet, as they like to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here because I, I I like this. I think it's a great move, but for me, I would say 75 percent of of what we do of collecting stuff is is finding the stuff out in stores. Exactly. You know, when I when I bring it back home here, I put it on the shelves. I don't sit here and stare at it for hours, or you know, I you know, I sit down here and do the show, and I love I love my collection. But, you know, half the fun, more than half the fun for me is is finding it out in stores, which I know right now yeah. is impossible. We can't do that. And maybe who knows if it's six months from now before we get back to you know what we used to have. So you know, this is good overall, but I think it just takes away a little bit of the wind out of my sails, which I just think it's cool to like, you know, even a figure I don't even care about. I just like to be able to, oh, damn, I found this. It's cool. You know, it's just like kind of brings me back to being a kid and opening baseball card packs and like, you know, trying to find something that I was looking for. So, um, yeah. but, but overall I think it is a great move. I think it's going to help out a lot of people and, uh, I'm all for it. Um, I, th- I don't quote me on this. I don't have any inside information whatsoever. I would assume if these other small online retailers are getting these figures that ringside collectibles will get them. And I would assume if they get them two weeks, three weeks from now, for a pre-order if you buy it from them they will have them to you before some of these other smaller websites have them um so if you if you you missed out from heroes hideout i've bought from them before they're a good they're a good store but they're a small operation i I mean i want to support any small business i can so i'm all about it uh but if they if they come up on ringside collectibles i would not be surprised so if you missed out don't don't feel bad i'm sure uh, you'll have multiple opportunities because Mattel is not stupid. They know that Ringside Collectibles is the be-all, end-all when it comes to wrestling figures. So uh, yeah. keep your eyes peeled for that. So both of those will be uh, available hopefully soon. Um, I'm excited about that classy Freddie Blassie because it's such a beautiful figure. And, um, yeah, uh, other than that, what else did I pick up here? I have it written down. Um, yeah, lots of Kurt Angle stuff for some reason. Um <laughs> Oh, our buddy, man. So we added this guy to our, I guess Sheena knows him, Sean Prez. Uh, he's on Instagram at Sean Prez. And basically, he has a room of like 250 elite figures. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, pretty insane. <coughs> They're all extras. They're all for sale. He's doing these, these sales on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to pull up the account right now because um, I have to mention this. It is uh, bu- 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 the Royal Raffle underscore. So basically, he's letting like twenty people in. Everybody pays two dollars. 
yeah, if you win, you get to pick one of the elites. And and I, I post the pictures and the videos to to Twitter and social media. I mean, it's it's basically like someone's full collection. But this is all his doubles and extras and stuff that you know he's just bought along the along the way. And he had a ton of stuff. So I'm like, dude, you got to come into the, the the Facebook group. Uh, I'm 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 letting you skip the Patreon thing because it's going to benefit our Patreon subscribers 100. percent uh, he has like it's literally I would say, I mean it's easily 200 figures right Marco like not not exaggerating like, oh yeah the video he gave me is like 15 15 elites high like stacked around a giant room it's just awesome so I'm sure he's gonna sell these eventually and um, I told him like dude we get some you get 150 hungry people in our Facebook group I can vouch for every single one of these motherfuckers and if you want to sell these <laughs> uh, do it for us here. Uh, so another another added benefit to adding uh, becoming part of our Patreon group, uh, and I'm trying to do this more often, Marco. If I see people like this, I'm gonna I'm gonna invite them into our group. Uh, I'm not gonna charge them to do it because I think it's a benefit to the people in our group uh, to be able to find figures without having to go onto eBay and pay exorbitant prices. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, so yeah, check that out uh, and check that instagram account out too because he's doing some cool raffles there with that it's like two bucks to get in um uh, that's it for me as far as purchase i have a couple things i actually have an order from ringside collectibles that i am not going to divulge until like until it gets here and uh, i will do an unboxing video on the uh on the facebook page it's nothing nothing too insane but uh yeah i also want to give a shout out to uh our buddy Brian Baker, who's doing a uh, car- old school wrestling card giveaway on our on our Facebook group right now, he's basically just saying, "Hey, if you have a favorite wrestler, uh, tell me their name. I'll I'll fish them out and send them to you. Just pay for the stamp or whatever." So that's pretty cool. And um, we had a coloring a coloring contest. Did we talk about this on our last show? A col- the the coloring contest we had, Marco. Uh, Mike? Yes, we did. Okay, we talked about that last week. Okay, cool. So yep. that. That was something cool we did for all of our Facebook group uh, subscribers. Uh, we have a new sponsor to our podcast as well. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, hopefully when Sheena comes back on, she can uh, talk about that with us. Uh, earlier this week, this is not figure-related, Marco. Uh, I have a friend of mine, uh, Laura, who's a, a, a Twitter friend of mine, I guess you can call it, on my personal account. And she is basically a uh, respiratory respiratory technician in one of the hospitals here in Baltimore and has been working her ass off. So I, I posted it out on, on Twitter and Facebook. I said, you know, uh, these people, these first responders need our help, need our support. Um, I mean, she's 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 told horror stories about the people that she's had to, you know, uh, pull the plug on that haven't responded after this COVID-19 situation, but uh, we were able to rate within within a couple hours, we raised $600 uh, for first responders. We're going to get them all meals from Jimmy's seafood. And uh, one of the breweries here in Baltimore, full uh, full tilt brewery is donating a bunch of beer. I just picked it up today. So uh, yeah, it it is really cool, man. I mean, uh, I, I, I never thought we would have a platform that we do to, to do shit like this. But, I mean, yeah. when you think about in the last year, um, the stuff we've done, and I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back here. It's just, it's just cool to, like, think about uh, our stupid podcast where we talk about fake wrestling, uh, that we've done so much so much cool stuff. We've, we collected over 300 toys for Toys for Tots over Christmas. 
uh, our buddy Mike uh, versus Philly on Twitter. His entire house burnt down and lost his entire wrestling figure collection. Uh, we raised two hundred dollars to buy him that Rockers uh, two pack uh, Elite Legends, and now raising six hundred dollars for first responders. We have the fucking best listeners of any podcast in the world. I'll I'll, I'll go on record saying it right now. Uh, the you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. A lot of the people that donated are right here listening and in our group. And um, you know, I was asking for a dollar or two dollars. I just wanted to maybe get a hundred or two hundred bucks to to get these guys a a lunch on us. And um, the donations, I haven't even checked my PayPal. The donations were still coming in. You know, twenty four hours later. So uh, I think it was like six hundred bucks. And uh, really, really cool, man. And I just like. And social media really sucks sometimes, but in other times, there's some really cool stuff that comes from it, and uh, this is this is one of it. So I love doing stuff like this, and I, I challenge any other podcast listening, or if you listen to a, a podcast, or if you host a podcast, you know, do something like this. Like even if you raise fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, that uh, you can buy some bottled water, or some snacks, or some or a, or a lunch for somebody uh, that are helping out with this situation, because. Uh, you know, it's just little little things we can do by doing stuff like this really goes a long way. So I'll get off my soapbox after that. <laughs> Take a sip uh, of beer. Yeah, uh, yeah, so that that was cool. Um let's get into our quarantine and chill. One of my one of my new favorite segments on the podcast here, Marco. Um what what have you been watching? What do you what do you suggest for people to watch? this week because uh i have a couple um i haven't really been why wa- i've been i mean i've been watching a lot of uh i think i talked to sheena i was telling her that i uh it's actually in our retro recommendation but i've been watching a lot of 96 uh wwf stuff on the network um so like um just a foreshadow in your house 96 uh the, it was december of 96 um it was sid versus bret hart and all that stuff. It was like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Sid. They had, they had that kind of like three-way feud going on. Um, so I've been watching, like trying to like watch the Raws and stuff like that. After that, they're really good. <laughs> I forgot how good like all that stuff was back in the day. But uh, but my but, but my quarantine and chill I brought as a listening thing, and it's basically the New Day podcast. If you haven't oh, listened man. to any of the New Day podcasts. Now is your chance, and I, there's not too many to listen to. I mean, there's they've been doing it for I think for like the past like few months. So I, they do it every Monday, drop them every Monday. They're only like a forty five minutes, the most, um, and they're the most entertaining podcast probably out there, right? Like the show, the it, just how you imagine them, like just hanging out talking about stuff. It's 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 that good. Like they're really funny. Um, they don't just talk about wrestling stuff. They they get into arguments about like like they did they had an episode where they argued about um, Kofi felt that like you should be able to like drink breast milk <laughs> and not drink not drink cow like you you want to drink milk from a cow from a different animal but you're disgusted to drink milk from a human. So like Biggie and and obviously Xavier Woods are like what the hell are you talking about? So they went <laughs> literally twenty minutes arguing about human. Milk and, and cow milk. It, it was it was great. Like it was it was just funny. But yeah, so definitely binge listen to those. They're really good. They do a lot. They have a WrestleMania episode where they talk about the whole uh, WrestleMania uh, thirty five and like how all that went down and like what was supposed to happen, the entrance, the gear, 
the music that was going to go with it. And like, there was having, they're going to have some like big, huge production. Like they're going to have like dancers and like, like a lot of like, um, uh, uh, go to Kofi's like, um, his background and do a lot of like African dancers and stuff like that. And have African music playing and like, uh, go to his roots and all that stuff. But they, I guess they mixed all that stuff. But like, it's a really good listen. Definitely. If you have the chance, uh, binge listen to some, uh, some new day. It'll, it'll, it'll lift your spirits. They're really funny. And Biggie's obviously the star of that uh, that whole podcast. He's amazing. I love Biggie so much, man. God. He's so awesome. Um, I talked about it last week on Netflix. Um, Social Network was on there. One of my favorite binge-worthy shows. Uh, I, I did talk about Parasite on Hulu, which I got like halfway through. <laughs> And uh, yep. my wife couldn't take it anymore because it's all in uh, subtitles, which uh, I, I didn't <laughs> mind too much. My wife has a, a terrible attention span. Like, she can't, just cannot watch uh, things for more than, like, two. If the first episode sucks, it's like, we can't watch it. Like, oh. uh, so I have to wait for her to fall gotcha. asleep. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you were talking about 96 on the network, man. That That is a great I mean, You're kind of right on the edge of the Attitude Era. You still have a ton of. A ton of good talent there. You know, Sid's coming into his own. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Uh, you're you're almost on the cusp of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, a lot of stuff going on there. So, yeah, that's the best part of the network is being able to go through and just watching you know, those Raws leading up to the pay-per-views and stuff like that. Uh, it's really cool. So, um, we talked about the uh, – did we talk about Dark Side of the Ring with Jimmy Snuka this week? All right. Marco, before we go any further, we got to talk about our newest sponsor here on the Chick Foley Show. Uh, so, our sponsors are few and far between, but Pro Wrestling Tees, number one wrestling t shirt website. Ringside Collectibles, number one wrestling figure website. We partner with the biggest and the best in what they do, and this is no exception. Our newest sponsor, Flofers, is the. Going to be the the newest hotness, Marco. You can follow them on Instagram, F-L-O-A-F-E-R-S. They're basically Crocs, but made for, like, adults, not little kids. Um, these are the coolest-looking shoes. Our buddy Zach Egloff let us know about these. They're basically, like, foam loafers. That's why they came up with the name Flofers. Um, you can get 10% off now if you use the code F-L-O-A-F-10. And uh, they are sending each of us our own pair, me, you, and Sheena. Uh, That's awesome. Even with Sheena's giant, giant uh, woman feet, they're going to send three, yeah. uh, each, each, each of us a pair. So uh, we'll review them live here on the show. I'm pretty excited, though. They're pretty cool looking, man. I'm, I was, I'm always looking for like a pair of shoes to wear in the summertime that's kind of like not sneakers, but like looks a little bit, you know, can kind of fancy it up when you go to a bar or something. And this might be it. Yeah. Man. This might be the yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a happy medium. Yeah, the new this might be the new hotness of the summer. So uh, we'll see what they send us. We'll post pictures. Uh, make sure you give them a follow. It's Flofers on Instagram. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. How would you How would you say that? Flofers. I'm pretty sure it's flo- Flofers. Yeah, because they okay. look like loafers. Yeah, they look like loafers, uh, but they're made of. They foam. Li- they, yeah, they literally designed like loafers. How loafers look like? Yeah, and they're like, probably light as shit. I mean, in the summertime, yeah. you don't want. I don't want to wear socks. Number one, I. That's the best thing about summer is not having to wear socks and, and, you know, having something breathable like this. So this is perfect. So check them out and use that code for 10% off. And, uh, again, next week hopefully we'll have them in hand. We can review those here on the show. Let's get into our retro 
wrestling recommendation of the week. This is brought to us in part by our friends at ProWrestlingTees.com. This is In Your House, It's Time, 1996. That sounds like a a Vader line. So I think the background of that, it was supposed to be um, Vader-themed, but something happened with with that. Um, But yeah, the main event of that was uh, I was just... That's why I watched it because it was Bret Hart and I'm a Bret Hart mark and a Sid mark. Um, but the the uh, main event was uh, Bret Hart facing Sid uh, for the title. Sid was the champion at the time. Um, Shawn Michaels on commentary, so you had that dynamic there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I choose you, Undertaker. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, uh, I actually liked the card. It wasn't a bad card. You get to see, um, I believe, uh, Rocky Maivia. You get to see young Rocky on there. Um, you have a uh, a tag team match with Owen Hart and British Bulldog versus the uh, Fake Diesel and Fake Razor, <laughs> <laughs> which was uh, pretty good. And uh, throughout the event, you had Stone Cold just attacking everyone. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> nice. Uh, so it was like young, it was like young Stone Cold just coming up with the business, just attacking Bret Hart and attacking Owen Hart and attacking British Bulldog, and um, that was really cool to see. Um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Intercontinental Champion at the time, faces Mark Merrow. Um, that was a pretty decent match. The probably the worst match on there. Um, I can already tell. I know this too. Yeah, I can tell it's is that uh, is it is it the the Armageddon match with <laughs> the Undertaker versus the Execution? <laughs> is it? I was just like I didn't even remember that, and then I seen it, and I was like, oh my god! I was like, it's so bad. Why would they even the Executioner? I don't. Yeah, they yeah. they put. I mean, the Undertaker has a an awesome rep for like you know being in the WWE for so long, but man, they didn't do him any favors with some of the people they put him in the ring with between Giant Gonzalez and the Executioner and all this. I mean, I know that was Terry Gordy back in the day. He was one of the best in the world, but I, yeah. at that point in his career, he was just kind of kind of done. Um, so yeah, but I mean, this is this is December '96, so you're. You're right on the cusp of the attitude area. You still have I mean you had Rocky here. He was I guess he was known as Stone Cold. Was he was he Stone Cold Steve Austin? Because he didn't have that King of the Ring match against what was that King of the Ring match against uh that was that was over no, in summertime. No, uh, they were calling him yeah, no, he had the Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin vest and everything. Okay. But um yeah. my highlight match, uh which you you're probably gonna think I'm crazy, was uh, Flash Funk and Leaf Cassidy. Oh god, I love Flash Funk, man. I love to It was such a good match. Yeah. Both those guys could go, man. I mean, that was before wow. Al Snow was kind of like um, a bigger guy. He, he, you know, he was more of a high flyer at that point. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they're doing a lot of high flyer, the high flying stuff. And I was like, I mean, uh, Flash from botched something in the corner, but um, but he actually redeemed himself and kind of caught himself. But it was it was actually the the whole pay per view wasn't that bad. Like um, one of the things I do love is in your house pay per views. Those are probably like my favorite. Uh, WWF pay-per-views of from back in the day because they were just like a like a mishmash of just like weird matchups, yeah. Um, with like with like some serious storylines, kind of like with the Sid and uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels angle that was going on there. But um, and then they had the Hunter and Mark Merrow thing going on too for the Intercontinental Title. Um, but other than that, like I, I love the in your house pay-per-views. Like I'll probably I think I might just binge watch a bunch of them just like in a row because they let you when you watch one they like do the next in your house pay-per-view on the network or whatever pay-per-view you're watching. If you're watching WrestleMania, um, like one, it'll automatically go to two for you. Oh, nice. Um, 
So yeah, so I might just do that, but yeah, definitely check it out. If not, marquee match is definitely the main event with Psycho Sid and Bret Hart. I was a huge Sid Mark back in the day. I love. He looked like a champion Dude, to me. Like he was he, like he doesn't get enough love, man. I mean, he he no. was he had a good a good two year run here. Uh, oh yeah, he was like on top of the world, and he yeah he was he was definitely the guy they needed to kind of bridge until uh, the Stone Colds and the Rocks and the, you know, of the world were ready. I mean, my fa- my 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 dream, my fantasy WrestleMania match would have been Ultimate Warrior versus Psycho Sid for the <laughs> WWF title. Oh man, nobody, right there, nobody would guys. be selling in that match. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was just, I was actually watching. Uh, uh, they have a playlist on uh, WWE Network and see uh, best Goldberg matches, and it was, oh, and I was, I was watching him, and he he never sold for anyone anyway. So I was like, oh man, imagine if like Warrior in his prime versus Goldberg oh, in his prime to be the most no selling match uh, of all time. Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it would end. Because yeah, no one would like, yeah, still he wouldn't no, sell no any be, finishers. No one would be pinned ever. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be still going to this day. That match, they'd be infinitely. They would. They would fight forever, as they like to say. <laughs> uh, we have some new patrons that did not mention earlier in the show, so I want to get to them real quick. Uh, we have maybe the, maybe the new uh, winner of the best Patreon f- name is Chadwick Caps. Chadwick Caps. That's an yeah. That's a name, Marco. That's Chadwick our, Caps. Chadwick Caps, man, our newest Patreon subscriber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is not that is not a seafood restaurant. That is one of our new Patreon subscribers. Chadwick, thank you for listening. Jeff Shabo and Michael Flores. We have uh, three new Patreon subscribers, and we have three guys who went from one dollar to five dollars a month. That's Brian. Uh, sorry. Oh, that's on my next page here. That is Tom Sliney, Derek Keller, and that 90s guy. They've all moved up to the higher Patreon tier uh, to get our um, bonus episodes, to get into our Zoom video uh, hangouts. So a bunch of cool stuff unlocks when you get to the higher Patreon tiers. But uh, honestly, it starts at a dollar per month. If you listen to our show, we appreciate anything you guys do, anything you do give us goes back into our giveaways and stuff for you guys. We have a bunch of cool stuff in the works there. Uh, so definitely check it out, chickfoleyshow.com. Um, we don't have any listener mail this week. We do, but I haven't. Uh, I don't have time to get to it right now. We're going to do – I think we're, me and you and Sheen are going to sit down and do a full listener mail episode. I like to do those. It gives us more time to kind of go through the questions and um, kind of give it more time uh, to, to kind of – process the the answers you know what i mean oh yeah definitely oh we did we have, we have to do the random the random merch oh shoot yeah we random merch the of the random week merch. yeah yeah oh man she would have killed us if we didn't do this she put a lot of research into this yeah. i'm yeah, very upset we would have both been fired Phelps, sheena phelps <laughs> uh special yeah um, so uh this actually comes from uh the 90s guy um, it was an idea that he actually brought up during the Zoom thing. So Hulk Hogan back in the day um, was offered the the what we know now as the Foreman Grill, um, but he passed on it. It was going to be the Hogan Grill, but he was like, ah, that's not going to work for me, brother, that type of thing. Um, so obviously it is what it is. George Foreman got it. Multi-million dollar investment for that guy. So Hulk Hogan comes out with the Hulk Hogan Thunder Mixer. 
it's the quickest and easiest way to mix. It says on the uh, on the packaging. Um, I'm assuming Thunder in Paradise, that show that he had. That's why it's called Thunder Mixer. Remember that show that he that oh, like yeah. show that, that he show. had on TNT. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's an average of seventeen dollars if you look at any of the other ones. So like someone's selling it for like eleven bucks, but I'm not sure if it was used or not. But uh, it looks like average of seventeen dollars across the board. Um, it's a sixteen ounce uh, blender. And it, I mean, if people are still selling it, it, seem, it might still work. I actually might do this. Maybe we should all buy one. No, I found it. I found Patreon it for 11, yeah, 11 here, or, or best offer. Yeah. Yeah, man. The uh, secret is in the Cyclone action. Brother. Oh. <laughs> it rotates at an incredible 1,200. Nah, see, I was just reading the packaging. But yeah, it's uh, Hulk Hogan <laughs> has a blender out there. <laughs> Number one, brother, add your ingredients, dude. Number two, blend. <laughs> Push and hold the button, man. <laughs> Make sure you put your vitamins in there, brother. I'd buy I'd buy anything if the ingredients were read by Hulk Hogan. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> I do want to pull up uh, Hulk Hogan net worth, $25 million. Uh, George Foreman net worth, $300 million. So, yeah, that Foreman grill, man, that's, he should have. Oh, I guarantee that was where a lot of that came from. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the uh, remember Hogan had pasta mania. Remember he had that. Do you remember that? He had like a yeah. It was in the uh, the Mall of America, right? Yeah, yeah. He had the pasta mania. He tried. He tried to get that that three hundred million cash flow, but uh, you know he just failed. He just failed in choosing the right uh the right kitchen. If I equipment. have one more beer, I'm gonna buy this pasta pasta. I mean this mixer, this thunder mixer. I think we should all do it. I think we should all collectively, yeah. as a show, yeah. buy one and then do like a Patreon episode where we give our own ingredients. <laughs> and we our own. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just put like a bunch of Oreos in there with some ice cream, and she she will probably put some like acai berries and shit. Kale. And some yeah, uh, yeah, kale. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> fucking wife always makes me eat kale. <laughs> Awful. No thanks. Awful shit. All right. So yeah, yeah. Check that out on uh, eBay if you if you need a mixer. If you if you don't have, <laughs> if you already have your Foreman grill, um, but more importantly, check out our T-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, again, we are re-recording a bunch of extra content this weekend that'll be up on the uh, the Patreon uh, iTunes account and uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. So definitely check that out. Uh, next week on the show here, I think we're going to do a quarantine and chill special. Uh, we're going to pick five people in five different houses, uh, former WWE superstars, current WWE superstars, and we're going to do a nice little debate over which house you'd want to spend your quarantine in. Mm. And uh, We started that kind of before the show on our group chat. And, uh, yeah. It, uh, we didn't we didn't uh, come to fruition. We had some dis- disagreements, so uh, we'll we'll do that in the next <laughs> week or so. Um, I don't know what else is going on, but uh, you know, it sounds like Raw and SmackDown and AEW are going to keep going. So we're we're going to keep going covering them. You know, so yeah, uh, for the time being, we'll see what happens for the rest of the week. Yeah, hopefully there's not more uh, releases. If if there is another mass exodus of WWE superstars. Myself and hopefully Marco or Sheena will jump on for an emergency episode, uh, you know, Friday night or Saturday morning if it happens after SmackDown, and we'll go over some of those names. Um, 
Uh, we didn't touch on it before, but I, uh, I've heard from other people uh, that they've talked to ringside collectibles that Edgehead's uh, three set is still happening with Edge and uh, Ryder and Hawkins, which is awesome. I'm glad that's still uh, not getting axed or anything like that. So yeah, um, that is good. I don't know about the, you know, there was a Drake Maverick Elite coming out that we just saw like kind of a, a picture of. So maybe... Uh, that might not happen. So, oh, yeah, you get the uh, Mike Canellas too. He had yeah. his basic coming out after being there forever. It's his first ever figure that may not actually happen. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see for sure what happens there. I'm sure you know. It's always like ten minutes after we record an episode, we're gonna like, what are we gonna talk about next week? And then by like the ne- the the next week, it's like, how are we gonna get this all in under under two hours? Yeah. So, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, we can't be like, yeah, we get, we just gotta, we'll just keep our mouths shut and maybe it'll just be like a regular, like, news week because we're like, oh man, nothing happened on SmackDown, nothing happened on Raw. Then Tuesday, just craziness is gonna happen. Tuesday and Wednesday is just gonna blow up. Just yeah. a bunch of crap. Vince McMahon's gonna shut down operations. That's what I don't think it's gonna happen. He's gonna be like, he's gonna shut it all down because it's gonna get too crazy and they have to let too many people go. I'm telling you. But, but actually, yeah. If they if they shut it down, we're just gonna go back and watch Lucha Underground episode one and just go from there and just do like a running commentary on every episode. Oh no, we're doing that. Well, I mean, we'll do ninety six WWF at the time. Okay. We'll just hey, start from January yeah. and work our way all the way to December. That would be we fun. do the Raws, do the do the pay per views, give our reviews on. I think it'd be pretty funny, like our takes on like a Monday Night Raw in nineteen ninety six. Make it fun of like. Oh, uh, I actually, yeah, I mean. It, You'd have to. Get, it's a little bit more crude back in the day. Like, like Jerry the King Lawler was. Uh, he he was a little out there. We'll say. I'm not going to repeat any of the things he he would say on Raw back in the day. But yeah, he was a little. Uh, <laughs> he would not be able to say things. We'll say this. He would not be on TV today if he was saying the things he said back then. We'll say that much. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I just feel I feel bad for all those guys, man. I mean, freaking. Drake Maverick felt he he filmed a freaking angle at his wedding, you know, like yeah, oh, that's, God. it's <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, no, like Mike Canellis with the him being not less of a man and that yeah. whole thing, that whole storyline that was triggering everyone when she was pregnant and it wasn't his kid, it was who was it, whose was it? Was it Rusev's or Ricochet's or I forget how they. I don't know who's he's just getting. Yeah, who's he's oh getting beat God. up by everybody, and uh, and then he actually had a really good video. Did you see? I think I posted his video in our group chat. He actually had a really good response as well uh, yeah, to the whole thing. That like, was good. Yeah, he's really he's really good. A lot of them are really good about it. Um, he Slater's was really really good. Um, none of them have bad things to say about the company. They all know how like how it goes, and it's. It's business. It's not personal. It's always business with that type of stuff. That's what I say. It's, exactly. Yeah. They never, never do it on a personal level. Like we hate you. We get rid of you. It's here's here's how business works. We gotta we gotta trim the fat, as they say, and and it happens. But yeah, wish everyone the best of luck, and hopefully, uh, things get better in the coming months. Um, exactly. The other part of that too. Yeah, we we should always shout out. I think every episode, I'm gonna try to make an effort to shout out all the. All the first line workers doesn't matter what position you're in um, out there in the world. If you listen to the show, if you are a listener, um, definitely commend you on what you do every day. 
Uh, it's not easy being out in public, especially in this type of climate. Um, my wife included. She works at a hospital. She's she's a lab person, so she has to <laughs> actually deal with like the the actual samples of people, like the positives <laughs> of uh, of that stuff. So I always I always thank her every day for what she does because it is a it is it is taxing and it it does uh, mess with your mental, as they say. So yeah, if you know a first line worker, you know anyone working at a hospital or delivering or doing anything in public, definitely give them a shout out and you know show them the love that they deserve. Hundred percent, man. And the people that work at the grocery stores. I mean, you know, my wife's a physical therapist, and I was like, oh, what do, what do you guys have anything to do? You know, she's working from home, like taking calls from like COVID potential patients, and she's like, well, yeah, the, yeah. the people in people in the hospital are like the physical therapists are having to you know, turn these people over and and you know help them like be able to breathe and oh, like, yeah. getting hands on. I didn't, you know, it's just people <sighs> you, don't, you don't even think about. It. I mean, the people that clean the freaking hospitals. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the trash people, like you know, there's a ton of people that are still working that, uh, that don't get enough love. That uh, that you know do really good. You know the you know the police officers that are protecting us and all that kind of stuff. So, um, thank you for everybody that that is doing those jobs. Um, we appreciate you uh, so so much, and uh, we hope to entertain you whenever we can. And uh, you know, if you if you are not essential, you know, don't don't worry about it. It's not you know not a dig on you. You stay home. You listen to us. You hang out, yeah. eat some sweets, eat some bread. You know, make some soup. Whatever you want to do, man. Just you know, <laughs> stay fat and happy, and uh, be ready for uh, this all to blow over. Hopefully, in the next couple months, we'll get back to normal. So, uh, for Marco and Sheena, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. We love you guys, and uh, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you next week. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Get all fat and sassy. Get all fat. Get all fat. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Get all fat and sassy.